This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. I don't know if people are aware, but there's a great private dining opportunity at Cellar Z in the Burnside location of Zupan's. They have events there. You can go to zupans.com and look up the tastings, beer tastings, wine tastings. But also, you can rent that space out for your private event, and it's beautiful. And of course, who does a better job catering than the best market in town with all the best ingredients to cook from with Chef John at the helm there? It is a super opportunity and something to think about. The Cellar Z at Zupan's. Yeah, Chris, I was actually thinking about this, how much great food comes out. Not only just stuff, you know, the groceries you're buying to make your own food, but the uh, the meals that you can get at your local Zupan's. I was walking through the breezeway at the Lake Oswego location, just dreaming about the burgers and the breezeways that we get during the summer. So that's something, obviously, uh, to be thinking about coming up. But also think about this on sale through the end of the month, at least through March 28th. Uh, some great uh, discounts right now on Double R Ranch Flank Steak. You can get that for uh, $4 off or Carlton Farms Bone-In Pork Chops. Um, if you're into salmon, the coho salmon fillets are $7 off right now at your local Zupians. The place for tastemakers. We are so proud to have Zupans have, uh, as a sponsor and supporting this podcast. Couldn't be any place else that we can be happier to endorse for people to go. Zupans.com. There are three locations. We're court. Well, I mentioned Lake Oswego. You've also got McAdam and then, of course, West Burnside. And all the time at Zupans.com. All right, here it is. Time once again. It is Portland's Food Scene Podcast. This is Right at the Fork with your host, Chris Angeles from Portland Food Adventures. And I'm co-host, Court Johnson. How are you doing this morning, Court? Spring is in the air, I hope. Yeah, it's uh, finally starting to feel like spring. We've had this weird weather. It's still been, it still feels colder than it's ever been. In fact, I, I, uh, a little stat here, if you're a weather nerd, uh, I, th- I think because we haven't reached 60 degrees in Portland yet this year. They're saying this is the first time in recorded history since they started keeping track of temperatures that the uh, the Portland Metro has gone like 160 some odd days without ever having 60 degrees somewhere in there as the high. So it's definitely been a, a cooler year. I don't get it. I mean, this is supposed to be global warming, right? <laughs> that's 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 why they stopped saying global warming chris yeah, it's climate change climate change uh, by the way yeah. i can tell you that it hasn't hit the warmer temperatures yet by my heat bill so uh it was right pretty yeah, I mean, crazy yeah, high mm-hmm. this year so yep and i was down for two weeks with no heat so that's without the uh, boiler running Mm. Uh, I hit quite an, a high number, but it's all right. We're surviving. Thanks, thanks to our sponsors you, for helping me pay yeah. that bill. Yeah, you have uh, you have the really great radiant floor heating through your place, right? Yeah, That's what you it's, got going it's on? fantastic until you get the bill. Right, but it's also a little bit of a large house. So um, sure, yeah, there there is that. But I keep downstairs yeah, we, off, so fifty percent of the house I don't heat. So right. Yeah, we have um, we're like all electric here, which has been interesting. And when we bought the place, you know, it was advertised as having a heat pump, which is supposedly the uh, the uh, heating whatever of the future. Like it's what they want everybody to move to is an electric heat pump because there's this big movement. You might be aware of this, Chris, to get rid of uh, natural gas appliances in homes. I'm aware of that. That's kind of. That's that's Stoves. what a lot of people who are great at cooking love, and that's going to be that's a problem, I think. But who knows? Yeah. You know, everybody's that, jumping. That's actually to, why I brought it up, right? Exactly to make it appropriate to the podcast. But everybody, sure. everybody is looking. Oh, I shouldn't say this. I'm in Portland, but I was going to say everybody's looking to save water droplets full of energy, and um, there are some bigger. There are ways that it can be done that are on more of a global scale than your than you know your uh, stove at home or your stovetop. Right. So uh, yeah, and they're using all sorts of different uh, 
messaging for it, whether it's just the the pollution itself or they've connected it with childhood asthma right um, the health issues all that stuff so i i get it I, I think it's worth worth a conversation but i was actually i was just having a conversation with somebody um yesterday or two days ago about whether um these bands that are coming into effect um of all new builds i think it was eugene that just passed the ordinance that no new builds in eugene or can't have natural gas appliances does that extend towards commercial building like somebody starting a restaurant because to your point oh, yeah. you know in in those those nice kitchens they like to cook on gas oh we so. i don't know that maybe we'll find out maybe we can start asking questions and maybe getting controversial just taking the devil's advocate position on on sensitive issues in portland and getting people to respond and get pissed off at the podcast because oh. we don't get a lot of feedback let's go for the no. feedback yeah, sure. Do, do we really want to do that? <laughs> no, not really. We've yeah. kind of tried to stay away from that sort of thing. Anyway, we're just the podcast is generally about the backgrounds of people in our food world, the tastemakers. This one's going to be a little different, but we have people we know listening for information in the food world. And this time we're going to go down a different path down 101 on the coast yeah there we go I'm, I'm i'm pretty excited about this i've got a little bit of a preview for um what you're going to be talking about some of your recommendations uh, but before we get to 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 actually this pod podcast's topic we should talk about the fact that uh you're going to some really great places this year as part of your international tours portland food adventures one of which is uh sicily correct one of which is sicily right in the fall at late september at the end of september and we have a couple of spots left that is eastern sicily where anybody who's watching the white lotus or has watched what the white lotus season two enjoying the scenery there and some of the i guess there's there are some images of food. It's the Sicily is just a hotbed of food. It is the um, it's the breadbasket for Europe, and when it comes to fruits and a lot of produce. So anyway, we'll be going to Termina, to Catania, to Ortigia, Noto. We're going to a beautiful restaurant in Ragusa, and um, we'll be doing wine tasting at, at the base of Mount Etna. All sorts of great things with my dear, dear, dear friend Austria ensign and uh, i'm looking at it right now there's an image on my tv of the two of us in actual outside of agrigento actually but we're not going to be going that far west at any rate we have room please go to portlandfoodadventures.com check that out soon you will probably see another uh trip on the snake river we're, we're going out with leaf gildersleeve and eric england from Flying Fish, again, this time with tributary Whitewater, um, in August, mid-August, uh, right when the Persed uh, meteor showers are ending, and we're going to be out in the land of low-light pollution and wonderful fish, too. So check that out. That will be avail should be available on the Portland Food Adventures website soon, or just call me. There'll be a link to pay, but I want to chat with people first. So those are both available, and uh, I'm excited about one that I'm working on that would be further west of Portland, Oregon next mm. year. Hopefully, we'll have that up and running. It's a chef that people might have heard of. Further who, west of Portland, Oregon. Right, and it's mm. a chef people might know who has moved out of the area. But oh, that's just a little tease, and I've been enjoying sure. working on that and the time difference. Uh, it's been interesting. So, uh, aloha to that. And oh, wow, the hints just keep coming. <laughs> well, it's not done yet. You, you know, things right. are never done until they're done, but we're, we're down the path. Anyway, yeah. there's that. But we th I thought, and you thought it was a good idea. I checked with you before, said, let's just do this. I constantly get these inquiries from people I know and that I don't know about where to go on the coast. And long ago on my Portland Food Adventures website, I had a blog page that just talked about where I like to go in the Manzanita area where I live. And um, I would send that to people instead of going through the same list over and over and over. Um, right. And then, you know, my pet peeve. And so now it's not going to matter because here's my pet peeve. When you go through the trouble 
even whether it's on the coast or in Portland, of recommending places. When people ask you, where should I go? And then you have to get back to them. What do you like? And then you take the trouble to give some suggestions to people. And then after that whole thing, hey, did you go to any of those places? Oh, no, we just went to Portland City Grill. And that is one of my, that's one thing that pisses me off. Like, you, you asked me to spend the time to do this and you didn't yeah. even bother. So, um, it's cool. I don't care, but don't ask me to spend the time and then not pay attention to it at all. It's one thing right. if, you know, you broke your leg and you couldn't go, but you just went somewhere else because someone else suggested somewhere else. I guess that's fine too, but this is going to answer that for me. So I can just send people this podcast. And so this is sort of self-serving, but I also think it's a public service to anybody who lives in Oregon and goes to the coast. Um, you know, I'm out here quite a bit and, um, and dine quite a bit. I don't know if you can always call it dining, but eat quite a bit out here and I go places. And these, I just wanted to provide my recommendations for everywhere from Astoria down to Yahats, which would be the top... Uh, 180 miles of the 363 on our Oregon coast. So hmm. um, there are others, but I thought it would be more appropriate for me to just go that far. And by going that far, you know, for me, it's a nice day trip from Manzanita to just go down to Newport or Yahats um, to eat or stay. But I used to do it from Portland. So Newport is about as far as you want to go from portland for a day trip but if the weather's nice and you have someone you like being in the car with <laughs> then it's certainly within the realm of possibility to head down to um to newport go to local ocean seafoods for one of the best meals you're going to have in oregon so that's a a little bit of a teaser but let's start up in astoria you want to start from the north and go south well, we, we are going to start up in Astoria, but uh, before we start up in Astoria, Chris, we're going to uh, uh, hear from all of our sponsors here before we get going. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. Unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupan's and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers and local chefs know that Zupan's is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland, West Burnside, McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupan's Markets. Ringside Steakhouse. For over 78 years, Ringside has been providing the best steaks and has been the home of the beacon of great hospitality in Portland. Make a reservation today at ringsidesteakhouse.com. And while you're there, sign up for their mailing list to be the first to find out about exciting specials and events going on at Portland's beloved Hallmark restaurant, Ringside Steakhouse. Portland Food Adventures. It's your opportunity to travel to the world's most celebrated food destinations with Right at the Fork host, Chris Angeles, and some of his favorite chef friends. Check out PortlandFoodAdventures.com for exciting and delicious itineraries to Spain, Italy, and elsewhere. Stay in great hotels, eat incredible food, and leave the planning to Portland Food Adventures. And by... In Oregon, flavor is not just about food, but about character, freshness, and sustaining this beautiful place. Our fishermen continue to work hard to bring that flavor to all families who care about good food and healthy eating. Oregon Dungeness Crab, the flavor of Oregon. All right, Chris. So um, now we can start up in Astoria, which is which makes the most sense. That's the uh, the first big big area on the on the coast as we head south along the northern part of the Oregon coast. It's the northernmost city, and it is yep. the place when I want to eat. I have to go. I mean, when I want some good options, there's a lot up in Astoria. Mm -hmm. Right off the top, my what I would say are the best food cities on the coast are Astoria and Newport. So that's why we're doing this. We're starting in Astoria and we're going to end in Newport and a little further south, but just about that area. So Astoria, um, there are quite a few good places. Let's start with fish and chips because a lot of people ask about that. And I just realized I have one that I didn't even put on my list. Um, but 
for fish and chips, I suggest up in the Astoria area, I know a lot of people automatically think of, oh my God, why can't I think of it right now? The bow picker? Yes. I know a lot of people automatically think of the bow picker, but I personally am not, I mean, it's nice. I'm not crazy about waiting in line and I'm not crazy about tuna fish and chips. So that being said, my first choice is South Bay Wild Fish House. I think it's on 11th. It might be 11th, 9th, 10th or 11th. Uh, They're South Bay Wild. It is a couple. The gentleman is uh, has a fishing boat and goes out and catches what they cook and his wife actually cooks it um, with her team. And the service is great. Services with a smile. The fish and chips and the chowder are excellent. Anything you get there is delicious. It's comfortable. They have an upstairs and a downstairs. And uh, it's it's just a really good spot. I don't think... I've never heard anybody complain about it. And if you have any complaints, don't get back to me. So... <laughs> to, to each their own. Everybody has different tastes. So to, this is... This is the Chris list. Right. It's what I like. I have not had a bad yeah. experience there. I'll go with that. I have another one that is kind of new and it's kind of food carty and post pandemic y because they're sometimes not open because they're having staffing shortages. But it's really cool. It's kind of um it's on the elbow if you go inland a little bit, uh just past the airport um trail. Um, which I would recommend anybody do if they have dogs. Go to the airport trail, look that up. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but there's a little trail. If you go inland from Costco and start going to Astoria the back way. And just beyond that, where there's the big elbow that takes the turn back towards Astoria, is a place called Ship Out. And it is a f- cart, and but it's they have leased a an adjacent spot and made it into a kind of an inside garden uh retail area and it's really cute the seating is great the fish and chips are really tasty um i've been there quite a few times and you can take dogs it's dog friendly and sit there with your doggy um they have a number of different fish and chip options it's not just cod uh, or it's not tuna. I think they have both. But at any rate, I think that's a worthy um, trip, especially when the weather's nice out. Although they have it heated in there as well, I believe. So, But I have also seen where that seating is closed. And I've also seen where they are closed for the day because they have staffing shortage. I think that pretty much applies for any small cart, any place that happens nowadays. Oh, yeah. Um, but at any rate, if we take this long for each one, we're going to be here forever. So I'll go a little quicker. Um, there is a place called that just um, changed hands. It's been in Astoria for a long time. The Portway, and that uh, has, I think, some great chowder. I like to get chowder to go there. Good burgers. Under new ownership as of a few weeks ago, we did go once since it changed ownership, and it seems like nothing's changed. So that's been there for anybody. A lot of people probably know about that already. Um, of course, there is Fort George Brewery, which is great mm-hmm. for pizza and beer, and nice seating outside where you can take your dog also. Right next to it is the Blue Scorcher, which is a great bakery, and they have some really nice breakfast and lunch options there and uh the bakery is fantastic too right next to the fort george brewery um it's actually a couple blocks away from the bow picker if you know where that is um let's go down the list here there's also josephson's smokehouse which has pretty good chowder but i like to go there for your traditional locks uh, to go with bagels. I think they should carry bagels there. I think that's a mistake because the problem arises, they're hard to find out there. Blue Scorcher only carries bagels, I think it's on either Fridays or Mondays. Check with that. But no, I've, I've said to the people of Joseph's and asked them, why don't you carry bagels here? So you can, and cream cheese. Get it all in one shot. 
But Josephson's is great, and it's a nice stop there. Um, There is also the only Bosnian restaurant I know about, which is the Drina Daisy. And um, that is really great food. It's a couple... The uh, the woman is Bosnian and she is the chef. And front of the house is her husband, and he takes good care of you there. And it's it's interesting food, and it's good to go there and try a few different things, as well. A little salty on the meat side, but delicious and something a little different. If you've never had Bosnian food, you can go to Astoria and try that. I have a Bosnian friend now, and I want to take him there to get his impressions as well. Uh, yes. Couple of Mexican opportunities there. Um, Cabana Daraya. Daraya has incredible views of Young's Bay, and the food is good too. The service is good. This is not the best Mexican you'll ever have, but it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's with the view. I'm, I'm one who really, by the way, a view can make up for you know, can make up a lot of the dining experience for me. So sure. if the view's good, I'm a little, as long as I'm eating and the food is good and not bad, I'm happy. There's that. Uh, here's a place that doesn't have a view that it was originally a recommendation from my friend Nick Zukin a few years ago, uh, El Catrin, which I've been to quite a few times. It's in the shopping center by the Walgreens there. And that food is really good. And you can usually get a seat in there. It's comfortable. Um, they, it's, uh, they've spent some money on the decor, which is more than you see at most Mexican places. So that is really nice. And then there's another place i want to try that gets great reviews which is taqueria paleos and they also have a location in seaside um i have not stopped there yet but it gets great reviews so uh there's a cart apparently in astoria and then there's a restaurant in seaside assuming they're both the same place they go by the same name so that uh, a couple of different things. You want to visit that airport trail there. The Astoria Column is a great spot to go and spend five bucks for your annual pass and just mm-hmm. check out the views from the Astoria Column. That's a place I never went. I lived out here for years and just started going last year, and I really enjoy that. And then close by, if you're coming out of Portland and you get to where the Baker Country Market is on 26 and you go buy that and you've hit Jewel, if you go north on 103, about 15 or 20 minutes beyond that towards Astoria, it's actually kind of a good route to take to Astoria to take 26 to 103. I think it's to uh, 202 or something like that. Um, but there is a little park and this is my little secret. If I knew we had a million listeners that would jump down there, I would not say this, but I think it's, I think we're safe. There's Lee Wooden Fishhawk Falls Park, which is just a little gem. Nobody's ever there. It's only like a quarter mile hike to these beautiful falls through the woods. And uh, it's worth it. It's worth a little diversion if you're coming out to the coast or you just want. My son started just taking day trips from Portland to get out of town and not go too far and have it not be too close. It's just it's just really beautiful. Lee Wooden, you can look that up. Um, and if you on the way past that, there are some elk viewing areas. So those are I think that's called Jewel Meadow. Um, yep. and you can get really close to elk. Have you done that court? Have you been out I, there? I have done that. Yeah. In fact, uh, I, I took that trip out of Astoria once just because I wanted to see something different. Mm-hmm. And now that's my go-to way to uh, Astoria. So it, now we know if, if those falls start getting crazy busy, we know to blame you. Chris, it was the podcast. Yes. Yeah, everybody podcast. can po- I want it to get crazy busy because yeah. of that. But Hey, can I add something to your list? Cause I have oh, a place absolutely. in Astoria that I go to every single time that we're there. My daughters insist on it. It's right there on the Astoria river walk. Um, if you know where the pilot house is out there on the docks, um, right near there is a place called Freet and scoop. And it's exactly what it, you, what you're hearing there. It's French fries and, and ice cream. I haven't seen all that Bel- all Belgian style. So that I believe the French fries are double fried. They come with like an, a, just a variety of different sauces that you can get. They have this really great curry sauce. 
Um, but then um, very nice homemade ice cream that they have in there with, you know, a ranging of different flavors. So Freet and Scoop is what it's called. It's got a great view of the docks right there in Astoria. You can't beat it. Wow. Good. I missed that. I also missed if you're looking for the highest brow dining experience in Astoria, I believe that would be Carruthers. And that's a pretty spot, and uh, they do a nice job. I've only been there once for lunch, but uh, and then I oh the River Sea Gallery next door to that is awesome. It's a great spot yeah. to stop, and it's one of my favorite galleries anywhere. And um, I've got I've taken quite a few people there, and they enjoy it. So that I think is the list for Astoria. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time dining between Astoria and Cannon Beach. I've stopped at that little Chinese restaurant in Gearheart. Eh, it's okay. It's good for a little takeout sometimes. But when you get down to Cannon Beach, there are a few more. Now, I will preface this by saying I don't love going from Manzanita to Cannon Beach especially during the high season. So it's not a thing I like to do. And I'll also preface this whole thing by saying I prefer to spend my dining dollars in Portland rather than on the coast, but it's impossible just to do that when you're out here. So Cannon Beach, aside from the fact that I discovered the place in Newport that I'm going to bang the drum on shortly. Uh, E. Cola Seafoods, of course, is a popular spot and has, I'll call it nice fish and chips. Um, But you can get different types of fish and chips, salmon, scallops, cod, the whole thing. And they have lots of fresh fish there you can take home and cook yourself. Um, uh, Also, the Castaways is really nice. People like that. I've been there a couple of times. That's a nice meal if you're looking to go as a couple and you're looking for a nice spot um there is also um newman's at uh newman's 988 i understand the chef there uh just died recently uh i believe it was a car accident very sad the restaurant is still open and i'm sure it's um i'm sure it is uh keeping his legacy going Um, that's too bad you and i met him at an event years ago and he was super super nice yeah i don't know if you remember that Uh, yeah i was i do i was sad to hear that so that's a good spot i often tell people if they're looking for the highest brow downing why do i call it highbrow what is that where did i get that but at any Uh, rate the nicest romantic dining experience that would probably be the stephanie inn uh, they have a they have a fixed price dinner there, and it's very nice. The service is good, and the place is beautiful. It's a nice spot to go. Um, where else? Not far from that is Sleepy Monk Coffee, which is a great spot to stop in the morning for coffee. And everybody on the coast knows Sleepy Monk is like the the coffee spot out of Cannon Beach, and they carry it everywhere, including Wanda's down in Nehalem that we'll get to shortly. Um, there's also Insomnia Coffee right in downtown in Cannon Beach, which is a sweet little spot. And then Sea Level Coffee further south down the road towards um, towards uh, Arch Cape or, you know, when you get to Arcadia. It's down in that part just south of um, Haystack Rock. Um also, the for a, a great sandwich, Cannon Beach Smokehouse is a good idea, too. So, um, Court, I think that's all we yeah. have for Cannon Beach. I think it's time for a commercial message, don't you? It is. It's time. I wish we are going to hear from our good friends at the uh, Oregon Dungeness Crab Commission. Hey, Chris, let's pause a moment and talk about Oregon Dungeness Crab. It's a favorite dish at holiday gatherings, special occasions, or just when you're in the mood for the sweet, delicate deliciousness you can only get from Oregon's tastiest crustacean. It's harvested sustainably from Oregon's cold, clean coastal waters and is available now at your favorite seafood retailer or restaurant. Oregon Dungeness serves up 
equally as an appetizer or an entree and lends itself to both down home and white tablecloth cuisine. And it's also as nutritious as it is tasty. We know it's tasty. A three ounce portion of cooked meat has 19 grams of protein and contains important minerals and amino acids. It's low in both fat and calories as well as cholesterol and carbohydrates. That's important to me. Yeah. And rest assured, the fishermen are not just delivering a delicious and healthy product. They're also taking care of natural resources for future generations. Visit OregonDungeness.org for information on preparing your favorite crab dish and learning more about the fleet. So go ahead and crack the mystique. Oregon Dungeness Crab, the flavor of Oregon. All right, so we just wrapped up Cannon Beach. It's time to go further south. How f- much further south are we going to go, Chris? Well, first of all, everybody's got to stop at Arcadia. I did it yesterday. Now that we're through the time zone change and you can go there at 4 o'clock and not many people are there, 4 or 5 o'clock. And, man, that is just a beautiful walk, Arcadia uh, State Park. Um, going south, you can go quite a distance. We're some water... Some shoes you can wear in the water because you got to go through a lot of those freshwater washes going down there. Mm-hmm. But uh, someday I'll tell the story of the houses there and uh, how I got out to, how I subconsciously made my way out to Oregon through visions of houses that are right there. But at any rate, down in Manzanita, my neck of the woods. Um, There aren't a ton of options. Um, There are some, but uh, one of the nice things about Manzanita is it doesn't have as many food options as Cannon Beach has. It doesn't have as many lodging options as Cannon Beach has, and so it's a little less crowded, and I like that. So um, I think the best food in Cannon Beach can be had at Offshore Grill. You can eat inside or outside. The food is fantastic. I wish they did a little job on the interior decor and the lighting. Lighting is big for me. Um, however, uh, everything you or everything you order there is great. They used to be in Rockaway Beach, and they broke some hearts when they took over the former bakery space in Manzanita. So I would say that is the best food and you know one thing i didn't say court is i haven't been everywhere i've only been the places i tend to go and like i'm sure there are some restaurants like the neocani bistro i've been to a couple of times but i can't really say that i have had memorable meals there it's a nice place and the people are very nice but so there are places along the way here i have not been that i'm sure are great so i just want to what's great great about this episode though chris is that as you know people are listening and we're talking about you know we're making our way down and if we skip any place that's a like a regular go-to for our listeners that's where you reach out to us and say hey next time you're in you know cannon beach this is where you need to go right that would be great make a comment We don't, we don't get a lot of comments, but where can you make a comment, Court? Can you, you, can you do it on our web, on our, on right at the fork? And can you do it on Spotify or can you just go to Instagram and say, Hey, you missed this? You can do all of those things. Okay. Food podcast PDX, by the way, if anybody isn't aware. All right. So I think. I, we are very lucky in Manzanita to have Marzano's Pizza. It's takeout only. They, years ago, they were one of the first restaurants to realize they just could not get the staffing to have, in, to have, uh, dining, dining in the inside. And so it's takeout only. The pizza is fantastic. And you would not think that a small little town has pizza that good. But I'll tell you what, I have it a lot when friends come over and everybody, everybody agrees it's really good pizza. So Marzano's, uh, not open seven days a week. Check your local listings. Um, but I particularly love the sausage and roasted onion pie there. And there's nothing like putting that thing in the car and driving home and the aroma of those ingredients in the car. It's really nice. It's a special treat. So Marzano's, uh, the Sand Dune Pub is really good pub food. I know it's for sale now, or it was a few months ago, but it's always, uh, it's always reliable. They have great burgers. Their fish sandwich is second to none. 
and uh, service is good too. And they also have outside dining in the summertime. You can bring your dog and uh, walk right through the pub with your dog. They have a limit of X number of dogs outside. So just be aware of that. But Sand Dune Pub is great. Um, I think Big Wave has good food. Um, I, again, the decor, I feel like, needs a little work for me. Um, when some when a place has overhead lighting and it's kind of bright, it's just not conducive for me making my way there. It's just a subconscious thing. I'm a guy who brings light bulbs, incandescent light bulbs to hotels just in case they only have the bright fluorescent ones. So. Mm. Yeah, wow. that's, that's where my head is. Also, Wild, the little market down there, um, is really good. They have some special specials every day, and it's really sweet. And they put a lot of love and care into what they do. Um, and, of course, the Little Apple is, is a cute little market. And um, But I would say if you're looking for something a little unusual, some great soups, specials, great produce, that would be Wild. All right. That is Manzanita. I'm probably missing something, but let's just go down the road to Nehalem and Wheeler, where we have a few really good options. Most everybody knows about Wanda's, and if you haven't been there in the last three or four years, we have new owners who took it over. I was skeptical, but man, have they done a wonderful job on that decor. It's really nice. Um, the food is great. They have lots of little local retail options to pick up. Not all food food too, little tchotchkes, and uh, they've got outdoor seating now, and it's heated outdoor seating at back. Wanda's, it's a great breakfast. I think a lot of people know them for their huevos rancheros. I love those for breakfast. I also like to get a little meatloaf sandwich to go, which generally lasts me a lunch and a dinner, so that's good there too. So Wanda's, uh, you can't get there too late in the summer, otherwise you're going to be online. That's a testament to how good it is, I suppose. Right, Court? If there's a line? Sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, who would stand in, in line for something not great? <laughs> well, well, in tourist areas, people don't know. <laughs> I know. So, I'm, I'm joking. But they do. But however, there's a good option. If Wanda's is crowded, then I always say one of the best views you're going to get and Good food is around the corner, over the bridge, and a little just as you get into Wheeler. And we're going to come back to Nehalem, but I'm just, as long as someone's looking for a breakfast option, the Handy mm-hmm. Creek Bakery is just really sweet. I think it looks like an old church, and it's right where the rail riders used to start. And they may be restarting up. I don't know. But it overlooks the bay, and it's beautiful, and they have really good food and some good baked goods to take home with you. So that's Handy Creek Handy Creek Bakery, I guess it's called. So also in, in Halem, one of my favorite places run by Julie Barker, who used to have the bakery in Manzanita, is Buttercup. And she specializes in about four different chowders every month. She changes them up, and the the Thai curry chowder is fantastic. Anything she does is really good. Um, It's all to go, although you can eat it out on the back balcony, which we're going to get to in a second. And she also does ice creams, specialty ice creams as well. And it is one of the true little gems. If you're staying in Manzanita, that's something along the way you need to do is get some takeout chowder from Buttercup and either supplement your meal or just have it as a meal because it's if you get the quartz, they're pretty hearty too. Um, also in, let's see, are we, oh, in Nehalem, in the back. Fish and Chips again, Riverside and Chips, which is really great. It's a, it's a little food truck, and they do, they do fish and chips and hot dogs right on the river. And they have cute little picnic tables that they share with um, Pacific Roots Coffee now. Used to be only Riverside Fish and Chips, but um, that Fish and Chips is really good. And they're open throughout the winter, man. They, they, they brave the winter in the Halem, so they're good enough to be able to sustain themselves throughout the winter open till about six o'clock i don't know their hours in the summer check it out google it and you'll see right next to them is pacific roots coffee which was a mainstay at the manzanita farmer's market 
Oh, by the way, there's a place on Friday afternoons in the summer. Um, that's a good spot to hang out. Beautiful. Manzanita Farmer's Market. But Pacific Roots was there. And then they opened up a little food tr- food and coffee truck where they are serving donuts. And I will say they are delicious ripoffs of Pip's Donuts. Same thing. Hmm. And I asked him about it, and he really doesn't think they have the uh, – Pips has the – has cornered the market on that style of donut. They're not the only ones doing it, so he's okay with doing it. But that was my impression. These are just like pips. Is that where you got the idea? And I think he maybe said he did. <laughs> so Okay. But coffee and donuts on the river. There's nothing wrong with that. Correct? I, I, I actually, I'm trying to think of a time where I've had... Uh coffee and donuts on the river and i don't think that i have but it sounds pretty great <laughs> yeah now you can and uh, and they're yeah. not open seven days a week so you gotta that's another one you gotta check online and see when they're open you go around the corner and you're going to get to uh, a new well a spot that used to be in the wheeler hotel the roost which has just moved to where the looking glass used to be i think that's what it was called it's got a new spot and it does breakfast and lunch there. And I've had a few. I've been a couple of times. I got a birthday cake from there once. And then now, I don't know with whom they are sharing the space. Someone else is serving dinner, which is a great idea, right? Hmm. So that someone doesn't have to have a, try to have a sustainable business uh, year-round in Wheeler, Oregon, um, doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They just specialize in a couple of things, and then someone else comes in and serves dinner. I apologize for not knowing the name of the people doing dinner, but it's if you look it up, you'll if you go to the roost, they'll tell you. So um, it's there. Uh, The Salmonberry has reopened indoor dining. I stopped going. I used to go there and be a big proponent of the Salmonberry. I had a couple of little issues there, and uh, I haven't been in a long time. So I did go to get their takeout pizza, which I was hopeful about because they were doing a white clam pizza, but they did it on a sourdough crust, and that did just didn't work for me. So I don't even know if they're still doing their pizzas because they opened their indoor dining. And I will say this, the um, the view is fantastic from the deck in the summer. You can't beat that. As a matter of fact, I think that was one of my first dates with, well, I don't think, I know. It was one of my first dates with Renee. Their first couple of dates and it was beautiful and romantic and it's a nice spot to go. So, uh, let's move down a little bit to Rockaway. We've got a new spot in Rockaway, the Rockaway Roastery, where they have put some time, love, and effort into some space. It looks brand new. It's got some nice seating. They've got a bar for later in the evening um, where they serve cocktails, but they have great coffee and some pastries there. I believe they have flatbread pizzas. I have not partaken in those yet but i have driven down just to get a hot chocolate or a coffee and it's a nice place to sit and enjoy yourself and it's nicely done it's got a nice interior too i think probably the nicest spot in rockaway that i can think of there might be others too Uh, of course there's the uh, speaking of decor there's the old oregon smokehouse which a lot of people know about has nice fish and chips too um uh, and that's been there for years. There's also a location across from the Tillamook Creamery down in Tillamook. If you go a little further south, you're going to get to Garibaldi. And there's, of course, the Portside Bistro there. They used to be in a small little house, and they moved to larger quarters out on the bay. Nice views out there um, in Garibaldi at the Portside Bistro. And um, in the summer, there's some great fish and chips there to Sea Baron. He opens a little cart in that where you see cherries and there's a little coffee cart there in the center of town on the water side. Um, that's really good fish and chips too. Um, every time I drive by there, I just wish it was there and the cart's not there until, I don't know, sometime in May or June. Mm. But um, that's worth it and it's good. So let me see what else I have on this list. Aren't you impressed that I've actually done a list and I'm not going off no, the top you, of my you, head? You actually texted me a bit of a <laughs> bit of a teaser 
um, as, as you look over lists. I, I think we should do this, Chris. We've got to take one more uh, break to uh, thank our sponsors and tell everybody about our great sponsor, Ringside Steakhouse. Let's do that, and then we can wrap up your uh, your your very great list here. How about that? That'd be great. I wish Ringside was out here. Hey, Chris, we are pausing just a moment to talk about one of our favorite places to eat, Ringside Steakhouse. Hey, Court, I know you love the hats, and I kind of do, too. I always have a hat on. Mm -hmm. For the first time in Ringside's 79-year history, you can get a hat, T-shirt, even an apron for your favorite Ringside fan. Those are available in person on West Burnside. Go to when you, while you're eating, ask for them, or just stop in after what four thirty, I guess. Yeah, this is really exciting for me, Chris. We were talking about this off air, and when you told me this news, I got really excited because uh, a few years ago, I noticed somebody back of house at Ringside wearing a really cool Ringside T-shirt, and I thought. I would like one of those, but you know, it's ringside steakhouse. You wouldn't necessarily think to go there and buy a t-shirt. Now you can first time in 79 years. This is exciting. This yeah. should, this should be headline in the New York times. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so take advantage of that. Also take advantage of the three course prime rib dinner that takes place on Mondays. You, you've done this. Oh yes. And it used to be Wednesday. So be aware. Cause I yeah. had a friend join me for dinner once and she was expecting Wednesday night prime rib not happening. So, yeah. um, but they do have it available outside of the special on weekends as well. So you can get prime rib with their unbelievable Yorkshire pudding. Um, on those nights but the special is monday night that's the night to do it i was there last night wednesday night it was packed so um but i wasn't packed to the point where you couldn't walk around in the uh the hostess host section but it was it was nicely packed and of course we had an incredible including a, a meal including the wagyu which anybody has to do once at least in their lifetime or more once you do it once you want to do it more and i have uh, don't forget right now because it is dungeness crab season you right now on the menu in the in the appetizer section the chili lime dungeness crab cake so get that while you can or the crab cocktail was unbelievable so I suggest anybody there, if, if you're going with the table, get the crab cocktail and the prawn cocktail and have a, start your meal off the right way, including onion rings, of course. Oh, yeah. Got to do, do that. Got to do that, too. So also, one quick thing, because we've been talking a little bit here. Halibut season starts May 10th, and Ringside will have that on the menu made Chef Jonathan Gill's way after that. So mark that on your calendar and make a reservation. You can do it at ringsidesteakhouse.com or on the Open Table app. All right, Chris, I think it's time for us to move a little further south into uh, Tillamook, right? Yeah, and I'm going to go a little faster now. I hope. You know, no, this is great. I'm never at a loss for words. How many minutes sure. into this are we now? 43? Something no. like that. No. It'll, it'll change a little bit. Like you, you say 43, that's 43 to us, but it'll be different for our listeners. All right. Well, let's pick yeah. it up. It's time for recess. Recess Food Truck. We have had Jen, who operates Recess, on the podcast. You can... Just search for that, as you can many episodes in our archive. Episode 270. 270. Yeah. Great. Even, but you could do right at the fork 270 or right at the fork recess. Either way, 270 is easier to spell than recess. Yep. <laughs> so, especially for the people who spent too much time at recess and not sure. in the classroom. Uh, they have uh, great burgers, great sandwiches, and I particularly love their hot dogs, and she just doesn't understand why it's the hot dogs I go there for. But there you go. It's great. Tacos La Providencia has a kind of an interesting setup. It's an outdoor food truck. They have a really nice spot to eat outside, and they also have indoor dining with a bathroom there and the, the food is good i would say i you know i like stopping there it's been there for years used to be the little food truck down the road a bit and then they opened a nicer 
situation. It's really nicely thought out and well done and easy parking. Um, I love ta- Tacos La Providencia. Anytime I'm on my way down there, that's my little stop for a couple of tacos or maybe even a, a whole deal, some quesadillas. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, everybody's got to stop at the creamery for ice cream. I think, right. or just go in the shop. It's yes, it's a tourist trap, but it is an icon in Oregon, and uh, they've really done a beautiful job renovating it over the. I think what was it, probably five years ago now. Man, time yeah. flies. It was it was a, a couple years before the pandemic, right? So it's it's a really cool spot to stop, sit on the lawn and have some ice cream or inside, and they do a really nice job there. You get a lot of ice cream for for a good value um, whether you're going to eat it there or take it out and of course they have some other food there food options yeah i've never done that it's just an ice cream stop for me on my way home um, right which i should be doing less of not because it's bad but because it's sugar sure um so, uh what else until i'm like, oh one of my favorite spots jandy oyster and we have had todd and tamra on the podcast from Jandy, really nice people. They have they bought what used to be a nursery and a little coffee shop and turned it into an oyster bar with great food, awesome oysters, just incredible oysters. And in the summer, you can eat inside or out, have a great beer, sit on the patio. Um, even when it's not summer, they have uh, they have. Uh, a little fire on the patio as well to sit around and you can also buy some plants while you're at it so they have a little nurse they kept the nursery part of it and it's really sweet jandy oysters and it is down um going south on 101 uh, a few miles south of tillamook past the air museum uh on if you're going south it's on the left and I really it's on Prairie Road. It's on Prairie Road. They could do a better yeah. job with their sign. It just says Jandy Oyster, and it doesn't say "Come here and enjoy the best oysters you're going to get." It needs to. <laughs> it needs to say that. It needs to say you can come in and sit down and eat rather than just think that you're picking up raw oysters to take home. Okay, that's my suggestion. And then one other in the area, which is out in Neatarts, which and it may even be Oceanside. No, I think it's Neatarts. The schooner is really nice to sit on the deck and enjoy a nice view of Neatarts Bay and get some oysters there, some chowder, um, good burgers. It's really a nice spot. It's one of my favorite little destinations to go from here when I want an hour-long drive down the beautiful coast with the sun shining to a nice little spot. So that is there. And then I'm going to travel all the way down to Newport from there. Actually, the first stop would be on the way in Depot Bay, which is Restaurant Beck, which is mm. one of the nicest fine dining experiences you're going to get in the state of Oregon, is um, is Restaurant Beck. Chef Justin Wills there has been on our podcast as well, so you can look that up. That was quite a while ago. We need to have him on again, and I'll segue from there to... By the way, the view at Restaurant Beck is unparalleled. Right. It's right there at... Um, at uh, on Wales the bay, Cove. Wales Cove, right? And it's mm-hmm. there at the Wales Cove Inn, which is beautiful. And so a really nice romantic weekend away and an expensive one would be to stay at the Wales Cove and eat at Restaurant Beck. If you're looking for that experience, I can't recommend that highly enough. So that is fantastic. But also Justin and Stormy at uh, Beck own Sorella in Nye Beach, which is, of course, part of Newport. And that's a sweet little Italian restaurant. It's not that little, but it's a nice Italian restaurant. And it serves great food. And they're popular. And they're crowded. And, you know... after years of doing elevated food at Restaurant Beck, I think they wanted to do something a little simpler and have something for everybody. And that is Sorella down there. And it's definitely a good spot and a good stop. Um, and their desserts are fantastic as well. But all their pastas, their pizzas, everything is really good at Sorella. Um, so when we get to Newport, this happens to be... Some of, there happen to be my some of my favorite restaurants in Oregon. 
This includes Portland, I'm going to say. Mm. And I think part of that is the vibe too, right? So I like to drive down there, open space, look at the bay and sit at local ocean seafoods. I'm missing sitting at the fresh chef's counter and watching Enrique and his team do their thing. You can't do that anymore since the pandemic, but you can sit at a table overlooking the bay and have wonderful oysters and incredible appetizers. Like the grilled calamari salad there is just one of my favorite things. And anytime I've ever brought anybody there and said, you had to have this, they didn't argue with me afterwards. They they thought I was spot on. And um, also, we just did the, the shrimp ceviche, which is the bay shrimp. So I, is it a ceviche? I don't know. That was fantastic. We just went down there a couple of weeks ago. Um, anything you have. The fishwife stew is a must. Um, as a matter of fact, I took one of the places in Cannon Beach off my list because it couldn't come close with their stew. And so I, you know, much like lots of things i say go down to newport but local ocean seafoods it just changed ownership from laura anderson who's now on the board but they made it employee owned so um and i have to say man that was a good move because the service every the people know their food there like our our server uh you know we asked her should we get this or that and then she said well get this and then came back like 10 minutes later and said you know i didn't mean to disparage that dish it's awesome so those are people who really care and um and everybody lots of people know local ocean is the spot they also do their their boxes and i don't remember the name offhand the lockbox or something like that in portland and salem and elsewhere where you can order their food and pick it up at a location just go to local ocean um just google local ocean seafood and look that up i think it's localocean.net but i can't be sure i'm not looking right now yep I'm right, good. There you go. Localocean.net. Check that out. But I mean, they are, I mean, there's seafood coming off the boat right into their place. It's as fresh as it can possibly be. So I, have you been there, Court? I have not. No, I'm uh, making big note of this. Oh, you must. It's a must. I've thought anybody who lives in Oregon must do that because it just embodies the, or it, that restaurant more so than any embodies the Oregon coast. And it is, I've often said this, I'll go out on a limb. It's also kind of safe for me to say, because that way I don't have to pick a favorite in Portland. I'll say it's my favorite restaurant in Oregon. It's my favorite place to go. Hands down. There we go. Well, I don't know about hands down. I just meant, (laughs) I'm going to say it. That's it. Okay. All right. It's, It's not hands down, but it's, it's safe. And I know I'm not, I'm not um, steering anybody down the wrong path by saying There you that. go. There you go. Um, my other favorite down there is if you're looking for a, um, a more down-to-earth experience, let's call it, is uh, South Beach Fish Market, which I will cite as the best fish and chips on planet Earth. That, only do- that doesn't only come from me. That's one of my friends from Guilford, Connecticut, where we have had... Still have, I guess. Great seafood. Great fried seafood there. And I will say that uh, South Beach Fish Market, where you can eat outside, it's very casual. It's, um, it's got the best fish and chips. I recommend get the captain's platter and ask him to throw down a couple of extra pieces of salmon with that. You can share that amongst two people and then maybe get one other plate of food or not. Um, it's a good lunch. Um, but they know exactly how to do fried seafood. It's a light batter. It's, I've probably been there at least a hundred times. And I think only once did it not come up to, was, was it not up to par? That's pretty consistent. That's like 99% consistency. So, um, yeah, and you can, you know, take your dog there, too. Just go south from Newport over the bridge. On the right, it's the place with all the signs, crab, clams, whatever you want. Um, I passed it for years thinking it was just a tourist trap, and there's a reason there's a line, and it's worth waiting on. And it goes fast. They move it right along there, too. So, uh, But also, watch the, sea- the cocktail sauce. It is spicy, horseradish. 
Um, horseradish forward, put it that way. But right, um, good to know. But they'll tell you that too. But that's uh, one of my favorite spots down there. And also, oh, one of my favorite breakfast spots is in Newport. Coffee House, of all places. They serve great coffee, but it really isn't a coffee house. It's a breakfast spot. And their mushroom omelet is just killer. Um, And it's just a beautiful spot looking over the bay. Can't beat it. So coffee house down there. Um, Let's go down. Hey, Court, we're almost done here. Um, Wow. Yeah, we're going to just go down to Yahats. So before I moved to Manzanita in the year 2013, I for whatever reason, just got addicted to going to the coast. And I went to Yahats two weekends a month for that whole year or something like that. I, I split time between there and Lincoln City and Florence, but mostly Yahats stayed at the Fireside Motel, which is dog friendly. I'm sorry they pulled the carpets up and put laminate floorings. My dogs don't like that, but I still love the place. I was just there a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it, you can just stay there and hear the waves crashing. You're right along the 804 Trail. It is a really special spot. If you don't have a dog and you have a few more bucks, you stay next door at the Overleaf uh, Lodge. Is that what it's called? Okay, the Overleaf, whatever it is. Just Google either one of those, and that's a great place to stay. So when in Yahats, I just love going to the Green Salmon for a little pastry and coffee and tea. They have all sorts of creative uh, coffee drinks and tea drinks and chocolate drinks and mushroom drinks, and uh, they have one of the best lox plates you're going to get anywhere with matcha cream cheese and capers and really good bagels and it is a full plate if you somehow find your way to my instagram portland food adv and go way down you're going to see that locks plate it's great maybe we'll even publish it with this podcast i can do that again um that is really cool spot i also like to go um on weekends, they have breakfast, it used to be seven days a week, at the Adobe. Now, it's not the greatest food that I remember. I haven't been there in a few years, so I can't vouch for right now. But mm. since the pandemic, they closed it down and they're just open on weekends. But what's really special about that is you're not going to have a better view to eat. You're going to watch the waves crashing, get one of the tables along the window there, or I believe you can go for dinner too. That's fine but that's a summertime thing when the sun goes down late and you can watch the waves crash i would go i would suggest that's an option in addition to the ona which is in uh yahats which is really nice great food great service uh the drift in is kind of fun it's their pub down there and it's good yahats brewing if you're into beer is a good spot to go as well and uh lunacy some people swear by those fish and chips, but uh, I like it. It's great, but as long as I'm down there, I'm at South Beach. So I've tried Lunacy. I like it, and it's great. The last place I'm going to suggest on this list, and it's it's worth it will have been worth staying for if you hear this and heed my advice, is to go to the wood carving gallery at Seal Rock. Seal Rock, by the way, that state park is awesome. But the Wood Carving Gallery, Brian McEnany, I think I'm pronouncing it properly, has the most incredible wood carvings you've ever seen. He's got a big uh, studio where he has his big stuff there that could be 10 feet high and just beautifully carved and polished dolphins and turtles. And it's, it's, it's worth seeing. You've never seen anything like it. And then next door where they have the shop, Uh, If you go upstairs, they have some of his smaller pieces and downstairs some other places and some art art from other uh, artisans in the area, a lot of carvings, and um, it's totally worth stopping. They're really nice people. Brian will take the trouble to talk to you, and I bought a piece there last year. I actually have quite a few little things that I bought there, but I bought a really nice seal there last year which was one of those things that i slept on overnight and went back and i'm really glad it it the seal welcomes you when you walk in my house and oh my god i love his stuff and most people do 
So I'm going to ask you again, Corey. You haven't been there because you would have chimed in by now. Nope, I have not. Nope. Put that on your list too. So go down. You got to go down to Newport. And uh, I think for a, a date, right, just go with Randy and go down right. there for the weekend, right? And you can take the dog. Stay at the fireside. Since, would, since, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, I was I was going to say since uh, for as long as I've known you, Chris, uh, your your love of that area, Newport and Yahats, has been very clear to me. In fact, I think I've reached out to you a couple of times to get details on where to stay in Yahats because I've I've seen the pictures that you've posted of just the just you know obviously the Oregon coast is a very special place, but there's just it's so dynamic down there. Anyway, uh, but because it's it's a, to your point that you made at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, it's not as easy to do as heading to Cannon Beach or Astoria from Portland for a day trip. Um, it's a bit more of a commitment, but uh, so it just hasn't happened yet. But uh, it's definitely top of my list of things to do. Well, it's 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 another what hour commitment each way, and yeah. it's worth it, especially if you're going to stay. What difference does it make? It right. does make a little bit of a difference if you're just doing a day trip, but it's doable, man. If you're just looking to get out, the drive is pretty. You're in Oregon. You open your sunroof and your windows on a nice day and just drive down there. It's sure. worth it. But but the wood carving gallery is one of my favorite spots, and there used to be another art gallery there um, that I loved, and she's since moved on to Bend, but I have one of her pieces, which is Patsy. Um, uh, if you can find it in a Newport Art Gallery, her stuff there, it's just absolutely beautiful. Okay, that's enough. Um, we did it. What, I think that's it. Uh, and I know I've missed a few. You can't cover everything, but I think there's enough there to go on. And I think there's enough there. If someone is traveling to Oregon and wants to really do it, that list is pretty damn good. Yeah. And we should say, Chris, uh, we didn't say this at the beginning, and I'll say it now. We're going to put these uh, places in our show notes. So people can kind of cross-reference that. And then, you know, you can uh, say, hey, you could, you know, reach out to us, whether it's by email or via Instagram or Facebook and say, hey, dummies, you missed this place. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It's all arguable anyway. So, right. um, you know, people are going to not like some of the places that I've been. I had uh, a little bit of a, you know, a Facebook argument with a pretty uh a well-known food writer in portland over south beach uh fish market she thought it was greasy i don't and so you know those you're gonna have differences of opinion on these things these are just my opinions and by the way i'm someone who doesn't like i like pretty simple food i like my sandwiches without a lot of stuff on them and you know pretty uh straightforward food so that's that's nice. a little late to say that, but I think that I don't think anybody's going to be unhappy. And uh, don't sue me if you are. There, there we go. Or the podcast. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX, or on Facebook at Right at the Fork, or online at Right at the Fork dot com. Mm-hmm.